Hello and welcome to BS with Selena. I'm really happy you are here with me today and we are going to discuss some conferences. We are also going to discuss a hot topic in the field and then I am going to go ahead and exit it out with a lovely recommendation today as well. This episode we're going to focus on the the south southeast if you will of the United States here. And I'm going to go ahead and go over Alabama, Florida, and Georgia for some of their conferences. And we're going to learn more about registration, learn more about a little bit on licensure, and uh, some bonus conferences that Florida is offering as well. So that's what we have lined up for today. So let's go ahead and get started with Alabama. So Alabama's conference, the organization, the state chapter, was founded in 1992, so a solid 30 years. And that just kind of sounds really strange that 1992 was 30 years ago, because that doesn't feel like it was that long ago for me. Um, But yeah, so I guess uh, Alabama, the state there, does have licensure. And I'll go ahead and include some information on on that bill and licensure there. Their mission is to promote an ethical, humane, and effective application of behavior principles in all segments of Alabama society, including education, rehabilitation, developmental disabilities, business, industry, and government. So I thought I thought that mission statement was pretty doggone good, um, including government, uh, including you know society, going beyond just maybe that of traditionally or what could be expected of education or in, uh, you know, developmental disabilities. So I I think they've got a really good mission statement on there. To become a member for the state chapter of Alabama, they have five tiers of memberships and uh, they range from $15 to $50. Not too bad on the price point there. The five tier memberships are a full membership for those with a PhD or an EDD or a BCBAD. The second full membership is for those who have an MA or an MS, so a Master's of Arts, a Master's of Science, or a BCBA. And then the last tier of the full membership are those who have a BA or a BS, which is a Bachelor's of Arts or a Bachelor's of Science, and a BCABA. And then there is a student membership, So if you're an undergrad or graduate student, that's $15. And then if you would like to just be an affiliate member, that's for those who fall under the category of family, RBT, SLP, et cetera. And that's also $15. So, um, you know, with this this state chapter, I like how they have it kind of broken down into an educational hierarchy there. um, And they also expand to it for students and affiliate members. Uh, I think that's really open. You know, just kind of a little fun fact here um, for myself, going through the different abbreviations of, you know, PhD, EdD, MA, MS. You know, when I started college, having the different degree titles of that was something that was very, very new for me. And I didn't quite understand, uh, you know, kind of what it was. Um, you know, going to college for me, I just, I genuinely thought it was, okay, you go and you graduate college. You have a bachelor's, uh, you know, having it separated and divided into, oh, you have a bachelor's of da, da, da. You have a bachelor's in, you know, kind of this specific category. That was that was kind of new for me. So learning these different abbreviations and acronyms, uh, I think that's something that uh, that I would like to go a little bit more deeper into and kind of just explore more on that. 
But let me know. Let me know what you think. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, was this something that was kind of, you know, a, a common discussion for you? Or was this something that, you know, a learning process of just, okay, I'm going to higher education. And what does that mean? <laughs> so getting back to Alabama and the conference here, uh, their conference is going to be in October. So it is Wednesday, October 12th through Friday, October 14th of this year, 2022. Uh, it's going to be held at the uh, Hilton in Birmingham at UAB. This conference is uh, a few months away, although it may not may not feel like it, but I'm sure October will be here before we know it. Uh, so with that being said, the registration information, the speaker lineup, um, and the exact cost, uh, that is not, that's not available right now. Uh, it's, uh, the speakers are going to be announced in July, and the cost and the registration information, that's, again, that's, that's not yet available. This is kind of a, a, a discussion for a conference that's upcoming, providing some information uh, for those who are interested in this. Uh, you know, kind of coming up, but uh, you know, Alabama. I think I think this would this sounds like a it would be a really good um, for those, especially in the state chapter. The membership cost um, it looks like it's it's fairly um, you know doable. So I think I think that's really good. And yeah, they've been around for thirty years. So so that is the ALABA, the Alaba State Chapter, and some information on that conference there. So next up. We have Florida. I know there's a lot going on in Florida, and I I won't get into it in this podcast or in this arena, but I am definitely aware of a lot of the legalities, the politics, and overall just kind of current state of affairs in Florida at this time. And man, Florida, just when I think things can't get maybe more chaotic, they just surprise me. But with that, you know, being said, the state chapter of Florida, they have a conference. So FABA, which is the Florida Association for Behavior Analysis, they have been around for a while as well. Uh, they have been around for 42 years. Uh, they've been around since 1980. I do know, you know, there's there's a great deal of educators in the field of behavior analysis that have come out of Florida, um, the schooling, the, the education there. The, uh, the founders for FABA, um, I, um, you know, I wasn't able to find too much information, um, but that's, that's something that I think would be great to go a little bit more into. And then the licensure uh, within Florida, at this time, there is not licensure in Florida. I know that has been, uh, you know, kind of a discussion for many states, um, and there are now more states with licensure than without, but Florida at this exact time does not have licensure. Um, you know, at this time right now, there's 34 states that do have licensure for underneath behavior analysis, um, and Florida isn't one of them. So FABA's memberships is, so this one's a little bit different. This one, um, it doesn't go according to a calendar year, uh, you know, per se from January 1 to December 31st. The membership year runs from September 1st to August 31st. So regardless of when you join, that is when the membership is is for. So ideally, you want to join the membership as early as possible to September 1st. That way, so you, you can gain the maximum amount. You can really maximize the membership. Um, that's not to say, uh, you know, if, if at the time of listening to this, you're not a FABA member and you would like to join, uh, that it, it wouldn't be, you know, useful or beneficial. Um, it's just joining 
closest to September that maximizes the benefits of it. Uh, so some some of the benefits with the membership include reduced rates at the conference. There's networking opportunities. There's a newsletter. Uh, and FABA also offers continuing education units, so CEUs, for licensed psychologists. So I think, I think that's pretty great. And that's actually not something that I see too often. The conference, the 42nd meeting of the Florida Association for Behavioral Analysis, is going to be happening this September, this late September. And there's going to be some new changes this year. This year, they are partnering with the OBM network and having a combined conference. I think that's wonderful. I think that's great. Uh, so the, the, the conference, the FABA part of the conference is September 21st through 23rd. And then the OBM network is September 24th. Workshops. We went over what workshops were in uh, in a prior episode. I, I would encourage you to to take a listen to that one. The workshops are going to be on that Wednesday, September twenty first, uh, and then they'll have a breakout session on Thursday and Friday. And then the OBM Network is a one day conference that's going to be that Saturday, the twenty fourth. Prior, they would uh, Faba would hold a half day of a breakout session on that Saturday, but instead they've exchanged it for the OBM network conference for a one day event. So I think, I think that's really great um, that they're, they're hosting this. They're kind of combining. It seems like they're maximizing, uh, you know, the conference. So you're here already. Let's go ahead and have this um, additional conference. And they're also kind of shifting the date. So this is a Wednesday through a Saturday conference. Typically or traditionally, or what is seen more common is conferences to go from either a Friday to Monday, Friday to Sunday, or a Saturday to Monday, uh, they're kind of shifting this one earlier, or uh, right in the middle of the of the, of the week, and uh, ending it on a Saturday. So, you know, for those who who attend, uh, you know, or are looking to attend, you know, wh- what are your thoughts on that? What do you think of kind of shifting a start and end date of a conference in this way? Uh, so, you know, those are those t- those two conferences. There's FABA, the meeting, and then there's the OBM Network conference. This is not to be confused. With another conference that occurs in Florida, and that is COFABA. So, you know, this is actually happening uh, in May, uh, Friday, May 13th. Uh, That is when that event is happening. And there, there are are quite a few topics covered, including compassion and practice, self-advocacy, supervision practices, and more. Uh, And that one will be in person. Uh, You know, Florida, you know, there's... They're just going in person. They're going full force uh, as well. So they're there. And then the cost for FABA and the OBM network. So this one is, again, it's a few months away. So the cost for the FABA registration, it, that wasn't on the website. Uh, but for the OBM network, for the one-day event, there is an OBM network only uh, for a professional level, that is $105. And then for those at a student level for a one-day conference registration, that's $75. And some of the speakers, they have that, that this is available. For the OBM network, there is Doug Johnson, Shannon Biaggi, Christina Riley, Judith Kamaki, Maria Malat, Ivy Chung. Uh, you know, these are going to be some of the speakers at the OBM network. So I think they've, that's, that's a really good lineup. Uh, and then for FABA, some of the invited speakers is Elizabeth Fong, David Cox, Nicole Gravina. Uh, Nicole Gravina, I, I have read quite a bit of her work, and I, I think she she is definitely someone um, to, to keep an eye on and to check out. Um, I, I really appreciate her work, and I think she does um, an outstanding role 
in um, in the profession. Uh, there's also Catherine Peterson, Tyra Sellers, and Karina Jaimez Gomez. And you know, again, that's that's a really good lineup there. I think that's really exciting. I think all of these individuals are are, are very good um, and very exciting speakers to see. Uh, you know, I I just I kind of give just a personal nod to Nicole. I think, um, yeah, I just I've I've read quite a bit of her work. So with that being said, of the speakers, there also is a call for papers. Uh, so if you are looking to you know to present your paper, um, you can do so. Uh, the deadline for that is May 22nd. So there's there's still some time to go ahead and get that submission in. The submission process is available on the website. I will include a link for the submission as well. So if anyone is going to be attending or would like to attend as well as uh, submit their paper, go ahead and and you know have that completed and filled out. So I think I think that would be really great to to participate and and to go ahead and uh, present as well. So that that is FABA. That's the Florida Association for Behavioral Analysis. And we are going to go ahead and close out with Georgia. So Georgia is a kind of a newer you know, state chapter. They were founded in 2001. Uh, they almost have licensure. So we're going to talk a little bit about licensure here and kind of the process for what that happens. Uh, so I say almost because when a bill becomes a law, and I'm sure everyone probably just if you remember that that lovely little jingle, um, how a bill becomes a law, it is a multi-step process, which usually takes years to get done. Um, it is not something as simple as I have an idea or I would like to change this. Let me go ahead and have this signed into action. It is a lengthy process. I do respect the process. I do see why it um, why it is is this way. However, should it always take that long? No. <laughs> With that being said, though, so um, Georgia. The licensure bill is HB 412. Um, and so just some some fun information, some fun facts on this. It is titled HB because it is a House bill, meaning that it started in the House. And then it will then move to Senate, the other, uh, you know, chamber of government. And then, um, you know, Senate will review it. You know, they will veto it or they will, um, you know, not pass it, pass it, move it through, have edits, amendments. Uh, there's, there's a lengthy process that all goes on. And then if Senate decides to pass it, um, it will then move then to the governor. This is for the kind of hierarchy at a state level, um, at the state government level there. Uh, And so it passed House, it passed Senate. And from what it appears, uh, you know, that the governor did provide a signature to it uh, in early April as well. So um, it, you know, it it seems to be like like Georgia has uh, kind of moved through that process. Um, And just from my experiences as well in the state of Illinois, going through this process um, and a lot of the the research that I have, um, you know, completed on this, it, you know, to get to that moment, that that's, that's a pretty significant milestone. Um, I will go ahead and include a link to HB 412 for individuals to go ahead and review and look at um, and and to be aware of, you know, this is, uh, you know, once licensure takes in place, I think, you know, the, the informative process, the being involved process, um, uh, providing and, and passing along that education and knowledge is, is really um, needed, um, especially, you know, for individuals to be aware, to have discussions on this. I'm a huge proponent and advocate uh, for being involved of what your, you know, the government is, is completing um, and doing. And at the state level, this is what's happening here in Georgia. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of information on there. 
Um, and of course, you know, reaching out and being in, in communication with your state chapter is also a benefit for that to, to help being aware uh, because it is a great deal of time and energy that does go into involved to, to learning this. So yeah, so that's, that's kind of Georgia's status at this time. Uh, their, their mission, uh, they, have, they have three very specific missions outlined and, and uh, they are to promote behavior analysis, both internally and externally provide continuing education opportunities for both behavior analysts and others, to provide networking opportunities for professional behavior analysts and those interested in behavior analysis in the state of Georgia. I really like their mission here. It extends both to those who, um, you know, are in behavior analysis and those outside of it. Uh, You know, they're really looking to provide um, different opportunities for coming together. Um, I also know that earlier this year um, in April, they hosted uh, a DEI event, a diversity, equity, inclusion. They had three wonderful um, speakers, uh, outstanding speakers uh, on there, and they were hosted throughout the month of April. Um, And I I, I think that is, is absolutely wonderful and needed. And I think that would be great to see additional state chapters continue and, and to provide more discussions and, and more areas for this to occur as well. Uh, so, you know, Georgia, I, I, I think that's that was great. Um, they have a, a really full board as well, you know, operating in a state chapter, operating um, on a board. Uh, that That is a great deal of time and effort and having a really good support community and, and network. Um, in there, I, th- I think that's great. Really, I think Georgia, they've, they've got some good things going on there. And just kind of staying with the politics a little bit there, I know Stacey Abrams is a, a running candidate, and I hope nothing but the best for her. I am a huge fan of Stacey Abrams, um, and I, I, think she can, I think she can do and speaks um, for a lot of, of great good and um, some changes in Georgia. So I, yeah, just kind of keep, keep an eye out on that, um, on politics and, and um, government process at, at that level as well. So I think, I think that's great. Yeah, she's running for the governor of Georgia. So um, I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's just a race that I'm keeping an eye on um, for midterms as they're coming up as well. Yeah. So the membership for Georgia, for the state chapter here, they have it broken down into three tiers. They have a student membership, an affiliate parent member membership, and a professional member. And so the cost for these is the student is 25, the affiliate and parent is 25, and the professional member is 35. With these memberships, you can also get discounts at the conference for registration. Um, there are CEU opportunities and there are networking opportunities. Uh, so I think that that's great. Um, there's benefits with it. These being some added benefits are, are really helpful. And the price point, I really appreciate how they have it broken down like that as well. So the conference last year, it was in November, quite a few months away. As of right now, the exact location and the exact date and the exact lineup for speakers, that's not available yet. Uh, that hasn't been um, you know, kind of announced creating and putting together a conference takes a great deal of work. Uh, you know, there's a great deal of behind the scenes effort and organizing and structuring and scheduling and communicating that all goes on. Uh, so, you know, a conference, you know, in November, um, I'm sure there is uh, a lot of a lot of busy individuals behind the scenes there. So that's, that's not yet available. But the cost for the membership or for the conference 
uh, last year, uh, breaking it down into the three tiers. You had your student membership, which was $35 for the conference. The affiliate parent member was $80. And the professional membership was $120. Uh, There is an early registration option, and these prices are reflective of that. These are the early registration prices from last year. Uh, Registering after that point, these prices would go up. Uh, but again, you know, if you can get in that early registration, I, I think that's that's really helpful financially, um, scheduling and structuring the conference as well. You get to kind of have a better idea of you know who's coming, um, how many people, what do we need, uh, and that can just really help with the behind the scenes as well for what goes on with with putting together a conference. So that is uh, that's Georgia. We went over Alabama. Uh, you know, their conference is in October, and then we went over Florida. Theirs is in September, and then we rounded it out here with Georgia, and theirs is in November. This fall, that is a lineup here, um, and by no means am I rushing for any of these dates to get here because I am I am missing summer. Um, I would really love it if winter would just go away, <laughs> um, just to kind of have some some warm weather, some sunny days. Here in Chicago, that is that is not happening as often as I would like. So, you know, these are for the end of the year, which are which is a little bit of ways, but I'm I'm really excited for that summertime right in between. And there's quite a few conferences as well that go on this summer. Um, I know most notably and probably most common is the ABAI, uh, the Memorial Day weekend conference. Uh, and that is one that I, I am preparing and researching and putting together to review and go over. That one just takes a little bit more time. And it is, it is myself who is you know, putting these together and researching these. Uh, so, so yeah, so that, that conference is one that will be discussed. And I hope you are enjoying hearing more information about these other conferences at a state chapter level. I also have coming up some international conferences and conferences that are outside of the traditional role in behavioral analysis. Uh, So those are some other fun topics that are coming up. And if you have a specific question or a topic that you would like for me to answer, please do go to thefullfield.com and there is a question submission that you can go ahead and complete. I would be more than happy to to hear from the audience, you know, to kind of hear from you. Let me know, uh, you know, is this is this something that you're finding helpful? Is there something that would be focused on a little bit more? I'm very open to that. And, you know, I think that would be great to have some discussion and more discussion interaction with some audience members here. With that being said, I think we're going to transition out to the hot topic in the field and then we'll close out with a wonderful recommendation. All right, so this week's hot topic that I'm going to lightly touch on here is, is a purchase that a man by the name of Elon Musk made. And I mean, wow, just talk about a lot of privilege here. Um, he bought Twitter. He just, he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy this. Um, I'm going to acquire this. And, uh, you know, he has some goals that he wants to change and update with Twitter. Um, myself, personally, I really don't use Twitter that often. It is a social media platform that I am very aware of that I will use from time to time. It is a very accessible platform, I think, already. Kind of 
the the direction that he's going into with this, we won't know until we see it, but I think there's some red flags kind of coming up here. And what that does, it will be a reactionary viewpoint at that at that stage. But I think I think it's a cautionary tale of those who have a substantial amount of finances purchasing and making decisions maybe where where the, where they just shouldn't. I think there's also this this very unfortunate association that is continuing to happen with whoever holds the most money knows the most. And that really couldn't be more untrue. I'm a little I am. I'm a, I'm a little worried about this to kind of see what happens, uh, to see what unfolds. But I mean, what do you think? What do you think about the acquisition here or the purchase? Uh, you know, I know it's been talked about. It is uh, like everywhere. But, you know, I, I think social media um, can be a very useful tool. At the end of the day, it is a tool. Social media 100% is a tool. And how we use it and what we use it for, I think, is something that needs to be better examined as well. Uh, you know, connecting, educating, providing knowledge and information, I think, are some of the benefits with social media. I mean, um, you know, the podcast that that we're listening on to right now, uh, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a tool in itself, podcasts in general, uh, you know, so I think, I think it's something that, unfortunately, we will only see the the reactions of this in the aftermath but we'll see we'll see what happens um but yeah that's that's kind of you know a hot topic that's going around what do you think of it do you use twitter will you use more of it will you use less of it do you think just nothing will change uh yeah what are your thoughts on that so then i have here a recommendation it is a book I I will I will look to provide um, some additional recommendations outside of, of just books, but I I really do appreciate knowledge and and reading and access to books is is something that that is, is a huge privilege, um, and I, I I really do honor that a lot. But the book that I, I like to provide a recommendation to is all about love, and this is by Bell Hooks. Uh, she unfortunately she she very sadly uh, you know passed away at the end of last year. She was a, a, an incredible human being, a social activist, a professor. Her writings um, and her, her books, I mean, they, they truly and profoundly made an impact for me. And all about love, I really can't, can't say enough good things about this. Uh, you know, this, this actually came out in, uh, you know, 1999. It's been around and I, I really would recommend individuals, you know, if you haven't read this book, please do check it out. Um, you know, she she has quite a few other books um, as well. You know, The Will to Change, Communion. These are all really I, her, her work. I, I just truly can't say enough good things about it. So, you know, yeah, that is that is my recommendation. Um, I, I would encourage you to check it out. If you've read the book, what do you think of it? What are some of your thoughts on it? Uh, what's what's something that you're reading right now? Uh, it doesn't doesn't have to be you know in relation to behavior analysis either. It can, can very much so be you know outside that realm, um, and and I would encourage that as well. Uh, you know, pick up a book if you want to read some sci-fi, if you want to read some utopia worlds here. Uh, I think we all could use some some really good positive distractions um, or some some just other topics to kind of focus on as well. But that's that's the show for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I really would. Look for some of the feedback and some of the more interaction with listeners. And yeah. Thank you for joining today. Please subscribe, rate, and review. The podcast is brought to you by thefullfield.com. 
where you can learn more about the full field of possibilities as a behavior scientist, behavior analyst. Please connect with us on the social media links of Twitter and Instagram. The opinions shared on this show are of my own. There has not been any payment for admission or attendance of the conferences discussed on this show. If that shall occur, notification will be provided to audience members and the opinions of the conference shall remain my own and unbiased. Show notes and research are completed by Selena Davila Schilling. Podcast production is by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Again, please subscribe and I can't wait to go through more BS with you on BS with Selena. No, did I read the wrong or do they exact have the exact same mission statement? No way. Where you can learn more on the full field of possibilities as a behavioral scientist analyst, check out, oh, I, so close. I don't know what the hot topic is yet. <laughs> I don't know what I want it to be. No, you want me to talk about Twitter? And I can't wait to go through more BS with you on BS with Selena. Yay! <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Got it, Alan.